The Jimmy IV Sexy Cool Lounge is an inspirational podcast spreading positive energy and only good vibes into the universe through personal discovery, empowerment, and self-love awareness. Now, please join me in the Sexy Cool Lounge with our creator and host, Jimmy IV. morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you might be listening to this episode. And may your vibe be cruising at an altitude that is so sexy cool. So I want to make sure that we start the new year off with a bang, with good vibes only, y'all, like we always do. So if you haven't had a chance to check out the flavor of the Sexy Cool Lounge, I do highly just like advise you to go and check out our catalog of episodes from one to 37, with this being episode number 38. We've had some amazing guests last year, and we will continue to have some this year, some inspirational vibes, some motivational, and also some uplifting as well as entertaining topics this year. And one of those entertaining topics I'm having for you today. So check us out. You can go to www.sexycoolounds.com. You can check us out also on most of your podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Intune, iHeartRadio, and definitely give us a follow on Instagram at Sexy Cool Lounge, all right? So today I have the pleasure of having a really cool, long friend of mine, okay? He is the reason why I got into podcasting. I knew I wanted to share my voice, but I didn't know how to share it. And we were working together and he would always come to work and he would tell me about his podcast and what he did on the weekend and how fun it was and all of the things that went into the podcast production, right? And I just started to envy him because I was like, oh man, that sounds so cool. It sounds so fun. And I would even joke with him. I would be like, oh man, you gotta let me call in. You gotta let me, you know, put me on your show, whatever, I don't know. And he was my real inspiration for doing this podcast um, from the beginning. He got me into the community of podcasting. So I wanted to bring him on the show to highlight his uh, podcast and also his cause. So he's in comics and There's an inspiration behind that that I want to highlight with you guys today, all right? So please give a warm welcome and a listening ear to a really good friend of mine. He's a podcaster. His name is Zach McCrary. So let's welcome him into the Sexy Cool Lounge. Zach, what's going on, brother? What's up, Jimmy? Glad to be here, man. Love what you've been doing with this show. I really do. I think it's it's really cool what you've been doing with the sexy cool lounge. Thank you, brother. Uh, as like, like I said, you know, you uh, have been doing your podcast for like the longest time and it's the comics that we love. You guys can check that out on most of your uh, podcast platforms. So let's go check that out. But you've been doing that for a good minute. And like I said, you would come to work and you would tell me these like, hilarious stories sometimes and funny stories <laughs> and and just some of the experiences that you were having in the world of comics and with your podcast and you're really the reason why 
I was able to find my voice through podcasting. So I, I'm, I'm glad to have you on uh, as one of the new episodes for the 2020 year, but also with 2022, you have uh, some really good information to share with the world. I mean, you got engaged, right? Yeah, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild. I did the whole I did the whole New Year's Eve engagement thing because uh, <laughs> I thought that it would be a fun story to be able to hold on to for the two of us. And of course, she said yes. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, congratulations on that. And uh, I wish you guys nothing but happiness and love and and positive energy and good vibes only uh, moving forward, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So out the gate, uh, one of the questions that I always ask uh, list, uh, my, my, my audience wants to know, and I always ask of my guest is, what does sexy cool mean to you? Oh, wow. Uh, what a question. Sexy cool to me, because I've known you for as long as I have, and you already said that you and I, we, were, we met as uh, colleagues at work, and you were always just this beacon of positivity. Uh, you know, I've, I've had lots of points in my life where you know, I just, I was in dark places and was just very unhappy and, and just couldn't see myself in a positive light. And I was just, I felt really downtrodden and you were always someone who could instantly bring me back up. And so I see sexy cool as not only being a, not only being a personal vibe where, where you, you find yourself like a self-actualization, but also the ability to push that forward into the world and let your vibe vibrate off of you and onto other people, because that's what you did for me in a lot of ways. And I think that that is the core of sexy cool. Oh, wow. Wow. Brother, you got me a little speechless and emotional. <laughs> but thank you so much. Uh, the beautiful thing about that question is that there is no right or wrong answer. It mm -hmm. is all in the perspective of the person and how they're vibing around it. And I do appreciate you taking a moment to uh, give me your perspective on that. So what I wanna kind of talk about today, brother, is your passion and your cause for comics and the whole genre around that. And sure, I feel like there is an inspirational attachment to it in the sense of, you know, some of us uh, grew up with comics and the, the heroes and the villains. And what I took away from that growing up is the right and the wrong, you know, right versus wrong battles, the, the good yeah. versus evil battles and things like that. And so as we kind of grew up, I feel like there's a little bit of, the inspiration to, to want to do good. And we're connecting with that through the heroes mm -hmm. and the villains uh, of, of the characters within the, the, the comic community. So I wanted to have you on to kind of explain the, the history of comics mm -hmm. and also uh, help us understand the connection as kids, as young adults, but even also as adults, because the industry of like Marvel and 
superheroes and villains and things like that is a thriving business from oh, all yes. different aspects of it. Movies, yeah. uh, paraphernalia, merchandise, uh, comic books. I mean, you know, shows. There's mm-hmm. just so mm-hmm. much that's around that. So it's not just relegated to like kids. There no. are adults who are in this emotionally, physically, and everything else. So I wanted to have you on and just help us understand that and bring some light to the inspiration behind the importance of the community, but also like where this is really embedded in us culturally. Right. And, you know, it's funny because it's really only in America that comic books still sort of not as much anymore, but still sort of have the connotation that they are for kids. Uh, If you look at Japanese culture or even in Europe as well, there was never that there was never that connotation put onto comic books that they were only a medium for children. And so what you got out of those areas of the world were these really interesting and thought provoking and thoughtful pieces of art and, and, and thought provoking stories that for a long time in America, we didn't really get because the industry was looked at as just for kids. But, uh, the history of comics actually goes back further than you probably would think, because at its core, comics are sequential art. So it's it's a term coined by a legendary comic book artist, Will Eisner. It's like you're telling a story through images, and that concept dates back to like 60,000 years ago, cavemen drawing their daily lives on the walls of their domiciles, the ancient Egyptians telling stories on paintings on their walls, uh, um, Adam and God, um, the creation of Adam on the top of the Sistine Chapel written or drawn or painted by Michelangelo. That's, that's an example of sequential art. You know, that's, it's, it's not just what we, what we expect. Um, It wasn't probably until the 1800s that comic strips became a thing running in newspapers. And then what considered by many to be kind of the first actual like comic book was, uh, it was 1933. Yeah. 1933. It was called Famous Funnies, and it was like a collection of previously released comic strips and puzzles and games and stuff. And that led, of course, to 1938, where we get Action Comics, number one, Superman. And that kind of ushered in the the era of superheroes and changed the game forever. And from there, tons of other heroes start popping up. Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, The Flash, Captain Marvel, which is now Shazam!, not not the uh, female Captain Marvel from from Marvel. Um, there there was there's a lot of other books too, like romance books, horror books, uh, um, westerns, science fiction, fantasy, you name it. But superheroes have always been kind of like the core of what people think of when it comes to comics. Even today, when there are thousands of absolutely phenomenal stories being told that have no capes and tights involved. But but I'd be lying if I said I didn't love me some Spider Man and X Men. You know what I mean? Right. So there are other categories of comics or comic strips other than just the superhero and the villain? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite books, and especially like even on my show, when uh, we just recently did a book called East of West, uh, that is a, it is a sci-fi Western apocalypse story. And it is so interesting and and it takes place over the course of 45 issues 
where they blend the, it's it's a it's a retelling of like during the American Civil War, a comet hits America and ends the Civil War completely. But then the country breaks off into like eight separate nations and they've all just kind of lived and done their thing. And like there's this it's this there's this whole narrative about uh, a, a forthcoming apocalypse and the the rise of the the four horsemen of the apocalypse it's it's it is wild but it's it's not at all superheroes but it is it is such an interesting story one of my favorite comics of all time one of my other favorites is uh this auto it's an autobiographical book by um i'm gonna butcher her name marjani satrapi i believe is her name the book is called persepolis and it is her it's it's her story of growing up as a little girl in tehran iran during the fall of the Shah, when the Islamic revolution took place and just her experience of living in that world. And it's, right. it's, it's phenomenal and thought provoking. So as we kind of move into like another phase of the, the comic uh, category, mm-hmm. what is it about the comic uh, environment? whether it's comic books or the movies mm-hmm. that has us as humans. And, and, and I'm saying that not just because of United States, I'm saying all around the world, because this is a thriving business. What is it that really connects us with that uh, world or, or community? What is it in, internally, you know, emotionally that we really connect with that says, ah, I, I see something in this either about myself or I can relate to this uh, because it, it's not only just kids. It, like I said, it, you know, at, at the beginning, it's kids, it's adults, it's, you know, grown men and women. Mm-hmm. So what is it that regardless of what the topic and theme is that we still connect with on some level? Uh, you know, I think, I think what connects us with comics varies. Um, it's, it's an idea that's often used, but bears repeating that superhero comics are kind of our modern mythology, uh, especially books coming out of early DC, especially DC comics, um, which is like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. superheroes like the Justice League are like a pantheon that we can tell stories through and learn lessons. And uh, DC's characters are kind of, they're kind of more godlike and uh, something to aspire to other than Batman, of course. Okay. Batman is, he's hes the exception to the rule because he's the, the mortal amongst gods. But that is used as a focal point in DC comics a lot to tell stories. Um, and I think that that's with DC characters, uh, especially the early books, you know, like during the golden age and silver age of comics was using the characters to do very black and white stories of good versus evil and to, to, uh, you know, explain morality and, and to show what being a good person is and, and so on and so forth. But then you've got guys like Stan Lee and uh, Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby who created Marvel comics in the sixties and Marvel heroes have always been treated like normal people with extraordinary abilities. We can relate to them. So through them, we always get more day-to-day problems. Like the Fantastic Four dealt with family dynamics. And Spider-Man showed a, just a, a, a young nerd in, in his teens trying to survive high school. And then as he got older, trying to pay bills. You know, that sort of storytelling 
continues on. And, and over the years, DC has adopted it as well in a big way. But in both cases, in both cases, you can see why so many people are inspired by the characters that they read about in superhero books, whether it be the embodiment of an ideal or being a, a marker to aspire to that can still help us be better people. Like characters like Captain America and Superman are perfection of what is supposed to be good and right. And kids and adults alike can kind of learn from that and aspire to be as good. And he, but even Captain America deals with interesting moral quandaries because there have been instances in the comics where Captain America is Captain America because he loves the spirit of his country, not necessarily because he loves his government. So there have been times in the comics where he was at a moral impasse where he felt, I love my country, but I don't like what this like what they want me to do right now, mm -hmm. you know, and and they and he deals with that. So there are, you know, that it's told through the superhero lens and there are still the battles between good and evil, but the, there is a lot more going on that you can relate to as a, as a human being and, and get behind. But also you do have these huge larger than life characters who can be ideals and, and let, and we can aspire to those ideals as well. You know, again, though, go ahead. again, though, comics have grown and changed so much. Uh, that half of what you're watching on TV and theaters is based on graphic novels nowadays. And you might not even realize that the kinds of stories being told are scary, funny, uplifting, and sometimes educational. And quite often the characters are most relatable or inspirational because they're normal people just like us thrust into impossible situations that they then have to work their way through. It, it, it's, it's amazing how you like bring that to the forefront because what I just learned out of this was there's a difference in like the conceptual portion of comics between DC and Marvel. I never really like looked at it that way. You know what I'm saying? Until you sure. kind of helped to, you know, say, okay, well, DC is like this with their platform mm -hmm. and Marvel is like this. And I don't think a lot of people really like know that. So I appreciate right. you helping to educate us on that portion of it, because now it starts to make more sense to me in the sense of why there is such a connection because some people can relate to mm -hmm. some of the struggles, challenges that are going on through the world of, of comics. But it's almost like you're saying some of these are like real life situations. They're just like being presented in a comic way that we can like relate to him be like oh very oh, he's much having, you know he's having girlfriend problems or he's you know late to work you know as a you know different character but yeah. he's also a superhero you know so i'm saying in we, the, we can relate to that in the in the 80s there was a run there was a book that was a it was a team book of green arrow and green lantern and one of the big stories that happened in that book was that uh green arrow's sidekick speedy or i think he was he may have been red arrow by that time either way but he he developed a heroin addiction and it went and a lot of the book was about trying to help his protege find his way out of the dark with mm -hmm. that problem and it was one of the first stories that dc really did at the at that in that era where they started to bring in real world problems to their characters because like i said before up to that point a lot of it was very just 
they're they're kind of above us. They're they're godlike and aspirational. Wow, that is uh, that's really cool, brother. Really cool. So you had mentioned to me um, that you feel like you're like the gatekeeper to the new age uh, people that come in to the world of comics. Talk to me. Go ahead. Can I, can I, 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 can I use a different term for that? Cause sure. actually gatekeeper is a really negative connotation yeah. in, in the nerd world because uh, gatekeepers in the nerd world are considered people who want to keep certain people out. Okay. So, <laughs> I just wanted so to throw that out there. Let's, let's revise it. Let's revamp <laughs> it. And, and give me your spin on what you feel like your passion is for the new generation coming into comics. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I want to be, I want to be a gateway, not a gatekeeper, <laughs> but like more of a gateway with a door that's always open. Like that's that's what I want with this new show that I'm doing, the comics that we love, and also with with my uh, other show that I've been doing for 500 plus episodes, TFD Nerdcasts. Um, but with comic, the comics that we love, I just want the show to be like the sexy cool lounge for comic books, just nothing but a vibe of positivity <laughs> that is just vibrating out into the world. And I want people who have been reading comics for years to be able to like, to just get together and, and have a community that they can just love this medium with. But I also want it to be a place where people who let's say you're like, I'm really interested in this Japanese manga called berserk, but I don't know anything about it. You could find my podcast and listen to me and and my guest for that week just deep dive into the author of the book the artist and then also have just a conversation where we gush about what makes this book special and why people should love it and use that as an entry point to then find get the book yourself and because now you have a better understanding of okay what makes this special you know and because there is so there are so many good comics out there. I mean, comics are they're just like it's just like movies and music. You know, the, there's there's so much out there. It's so varied, and there are so many great stories being told. That uh, I just I feel like I can use my love of that to make the world love it even more. Because I love the fact that so many more people are are loving the thing that when I was a kid. When I was a kid, if you were walking through the mall and you saw a dude wearing a Green Lantern shirt, you, you, you made eye contact for a second and it was like, yeah, we get each other. It was like a secret. It was like underground, you know. Mm -hmm. But nowadays it's everywhere and I love it. I love that. And I wanted to keep growing. And so I want to be part of that. Uh, you talk about growing and you talk about the love of the community. Uh, you had mentioned to me you have uh, a community that um, uh, follows your show and, and you have a name for them and I'll go ahead and let you uh, uh, present the name of, of, of the, is it the, the, the nerd army? Oh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I joke, uh, I joke that I'm a five-star general in the nerd army. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that, brother. Yo, man. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just uh, the nerd community which I, I love that the term nerd has changed so much and has become a, a positive thing because there was a time when that was a negative connotation that if mm -hmm. you were, if you were called a nerd, 
then you know you were you were downtrodden you were weird you were an outcast but now man nerds rule the world it's awesome <laughs> you know we're everywhere and 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 anyone can be a nerd you can be a nerd about anything you can be a nerd about stamps you can be a nerd about music you can be a nerd about computers about comics it doesn't matter it's just about being a nerd just means you are hyper passionate about something that you love and so i you know i jokingly say that i am a five-star general in that nerd army we are legion <laughs> and and i i just you know i want to be at the forefront of of making continuing that positive flow out into the world to be like it's cool to be a nerd wear it like a badge of honor yeah i was gonna say that you know you you've embraced that wholeheartedly and i think that uh that's the new sexy if you will you know what I'm saying? Nerd. Oh, I like that. Nerd is like the new sexy because you own it, you embrace it. And there is a vibe that comes from that when you truly embrace that to the fullest, like, like you're not faking it. This is like really, you know, your authenticity. Yeah. And it's, and it's cool because it, when you talk about it and I see just, and I can feel just like, how you feel about it. You know, there's just less like a vibe that you, that, that radiates from you when you just talk about it. And that's why I wanted you to just give a minute and give some acknowledgement to it because you're, you're right. Um, there was back in the day, like this, you know, stereotype connotation of the word nerd, but mm -hmm. now it's like changed and it's, having like a rebirth and a new form and a new identity to the word. And the way I feel about it now is, yeah, nerd is like the new sexy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Cause it's just like that now, man. I mean, the world has changed, times have changed and perceptions on things have changed. And, and it's one reason why I wanted to have you on the show is because you're giving us a new perception on something that we know about, but we can now look at differently in a different light. You know what I'm saying? And I think oh, that's yeah. just really cool, man. And I really appreciate you uh, coming on and giving us some true perspective on it and educating us not only on the history, but also giving us something to think about in regards to good versus evil, right versus wrong, and why it is that we connect with comics, man. I mean, they're like, you know, uh, events and, you know, all of these things that go on and people travel and they're just really invested in this. And I just wanted you to have an opportunity to explain to my listening audience what this is all about and, and how we connect with it and what we are inspired by from it. And I really appreciate that, man. So you mentioned your podcast. So Mm -hmm. Tell us, where can we find the podcast, brother? All right, cool. So I'm very accessible. Uh, I do a weekly show called TFD Nerdcast with one of my longest friends, Chad. Uh, that one, I will be honest, not safe for work because we're just two dudes, you know, shooting the breeze and we get <laughs> we got some blue language. I'm not going to lie. We get <laughs> we get we get a little blue. Uh, but but the show that I really uh, want to tout today is my new show that it's it's a 
coming to the end of its first season, the comics that we love. It's available. Both shows are available pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. Uh, I've, I want it to be very accessible. Uh, also, you could follow me on Instagram. I'm trying to learn to be an Instagrammer for the first time in my okay. life. I'm trying okay. to be very, very present. And uh, you could follow me there at the comics that we love. Those are those are really like the, the prime places is just find me in, in the podcast feeds. Hit me up on Instagram. Those are the, the two main spots. Uh, I gave you a link. I do have a, a very simple website that is basically just there so that people can get onto my mailing list. We Absolutely. put some stuff out. And uh, yeah, man, uh, just check out the show. I think that what I've done is every week there's a different guest and we talk about a different book that made them a comic book fan or or solidified their love of the, of the medium. And I have had some really great guests with some really great books and I, I'm really proud of this show. So yeah, the comics that we love. Check it All out. All right. So there you go, guys. Let's show him some love because he's doing some positive things out here in the universe and bringing us some truly educational, inspirational, and connecting vibes from the world of comics, all right? Follow him on his podcast. Follow him on Instagram. The comics that we love, show him some love, y'all, because he's definitely showing us some love. Yeah, and whatever you love, whatever you're into, fly your flag. Be proud. Absolutely. So as we get ready to uh, wrap this up, y'all, as I always say to you, love yourself enough to radiate your vibe. Love yourself enough to radiate your vibe. And even though we do not have as much as others, we still have more than others. So let's continue to put good vibes into this universe so we can always get good vibes back. I'm Jimmy IV. I love you guys. And I'll see you on the next episode.